What is up, Collective? Can you guys make some noise for me real quick? Man, guys, I am so, so stinking excited to be here today. And the reason why I'm so stinking excited to be here today is because I know that Jesus is going to do something big in this room tonight. Like, one of you guys' life might change forever tonight. And let me be clear, it's not because of anything that I'm going to say. It's not because of anything that the worship team is going to sing, even though they just absolutely destroyed it. Amen. It's only because Jesus is here, and he's going to work in your life, and he's going to move in your life tonight. And I am so excited for it. Like, guys, I, you don't understand how much I love this ministry. This ministry is so awesome. It's so amazing. And the Lord has been working in it like crazy. Like, like people have been getting baptized People have been taking the next step in their walk with Jesus. People have been giving their life to Jesus. People have been joining life groups. People have been moving because of this ministry. And I don't think that tonight's going to be any different. Every week, our, our leadership team, we get together and we meet right here before you guys all get here. And Corey always starts off with something to celebrate that happened the week before. Like every single week, there's something to celebrate. There, we saw Jesus move every single week in this ministry. How awesome is that? Can you guys make some noise for that? That every single week we have something to celebrate. And tonight's going to be no different. And so I am so, so excited for it. And guys, we're going to be super honest today. We're going to be, like, we're going to be real honest. And, and it's going to be hard. Okay, so I'm going to need you guys to bear with me. But we're going to start off super honest too, okay? Some of you are here for the wrong reason. Some of you came here just to hang out with your friends. Some of you came here just for the half-price Carter's drink. May, may, if we're going to be real, real honest, maybe some of you guys went through the Carter's line and said, hey, I'm going to the collective just to get the half-price drink with no intentions of actually coming to the collective. But then you felt real bad, and you're like, oh, man, I guess I better go. I got nothing better to do. And so here you are, right? Maybe one or two of you did that. I don't know. But you guys are here for the wrong reason. That's okay. I got good news for you guys. Jesus is here for the right reason. Jesus is here to change your life. Jesus is here to move. Jesus is here to show you how much he loves you. And that is so, so powerful. But listen, you have to accept it. You have to receive it, okay? Because right over here, guys, 40 bucks. I'm not super rich, guys. I don't have 100. 40 bucks, okay? I, this $40 is in the room, right? Is anybody disagreeing with me? No, it's here. And I could say, hey, one of you guys are going to walk out of here with 40 bucks today. But you have to receive it. You have to accept it. If you didn't receive it, if you didn't accept it, then you won't walk out of here with 40 bucks. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to walk out of here with 40 bucks. But you could walk out of here with something better. You could walk out of here with an intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which is priceless. Way better than $40. Okay? And so, guys, I've been praying for this message because I've been feeling like God is going to do something big tonight. So two weeks, I've been praying over you sitting in that seat right there. I've been praying for me sitting up here, standing up here. And I just know that he's going to do something big. And tonight we're wrapping up our, our Shadow Collection series Guys, we have an absolute banger of a scripture today. I mean, it is so stinking good. And we're going to get into it a little bit later. It's the end of Romans. It's Romans 8, 
31 through 39. If you want to look it up right now and spoil it, then go ahead. But it's so stinking good. But before we get any further, I just want to pray for us one more time. Lord, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you so much for, for showing up for the right reasons, even though we may show up for the wrong reasons. Thank you so much for, for being in this place today. And Lord, I pray that, that each and every one of us, we feel your presence. We hear you speak to us. We feel you move in our life. And Lord, I pray that you change our lives. That you change our lives forever. That, that after today, we will be able to see you more clearly. We'll be able to feel you more, more closely. But Lord, most of all, I just pray for your will to be done. Lord, I pray that however you want us to move tonight, we move. However you want us to respond tonight, we respond that way. Whatever you want us to feel tonight, we feel it. Lord, just be with us. Change us today, Jesus, because we need it ever so desperately. Lord, we love you, and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, guys, there are two different kinds of people in this room today, okay? And I'm willing to bet that everybody in here has found ourselves asking ourselves the questions at one point or another in our life. Does God really love me the way that he says he does? Because if he really loved me the way that he says he does, why does this happen to me? Why did this happen to one of my loved ones? Why do people go to hell? If he really loves me the way he says he does, why? And there are people in here that have grown up a Christian your whole life. Like you grew up in Sunday school like Noah's Ark Sunday School. And, and even still today, you, you do your best to surrender yourself to Jesus, to live your life the way that Jesus calls you to live your life, and, and I'm willing to bet that you still have asked yourself that question. And then on the flip side of that, there are people here today, and you're brand new to your faith. And, and maybe you're still on the fence about whether you really believe in Jesus or not. Maybe you're just not quite sure. You haven't surrendered your life to Jesus. And I'm willing to bet that you've asked yourself at some point in your life, man, does God really love me the way that he says he does? Because if he does, why does blank happen to me? Why does blank happen to my loved ones? Why do people go to hell? And I find it really interesting that, that whether you're a Christian, whether you live your life the way that God calls you to live, you do your very best to do that, or whether you're not a Christian, whether you don't live your life the way that God calls you to do it, we still ask ourselves the same question, for the same reason. I'm going to answer it for you guys right now, okay? Life is hard. Life is really, really hard sometimes. But we tend to blame all the hard things that happen to us, all the bad things that happen to us on God. And we say, man, God, if you really love me the way you say you do, and, you have, and you're all-powerful, why is my life not perfect? Why do I not have a nice car? Why do I not have a, a great job? Why do I not have a nice house? Why am I not married yet? If you really love me the way you say you do, then my life would be perfect. No. Because life is hard. It doesn't matter whether, whether you are a Christian and whether you surrender your life to God or whether you're not. And so today, if you're here and you haven't surrendered your life to God, I'm not telling you that if you become a Christian, your life is going to be perfect. Your life's still going to be hard. You're still going to go through hard things, and that's just the fact of the matter. Okay, but tonight, guys, we're going we're gonna to be unwrapping 
the fact that, that Jesus loves us, the fact that God does love us. And we're going to be pulling back some layers of that today. We're, so we're going to discover not only that he does love us, but we're going to discover how much he loves us, how deep his love is for us. And then also, we're going to be discovering some things about ourselves. And that's going to be the hard part. That's going, to take, that's going to be the part where it's going to take us to getting a little bit vulnerable. But we're going to be peeling back some layers to ourself. Because it's so easy to walk into the collective and somebody says, Hey man, how are you doing? You say, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I'm so awesome. Or walk into your job and somebody says, Hey man, how are you doing? You say, I'm doing fantastic. Couldn't be better. But really on the inside, you're dying. Really on the inside, you're hurting, you're scarred, you're bruised, you're stained. But it's really easy to hide it. And so tonight, we're going to take our, our heart and our soul, the way that that looks, the way that it truly feels, and we're going to bring it out tonight. We're going to put that on display tonight, okay? And I know that sounds crazy. You guys will get it a little bit later, okay? And so right now, I'm going to give you guys my main point, okay? Before we get into anything else, we're going to read the, the fire scripture here in a second. But before I get into that, I want to give you guys my main point. So if you guys are taking notes, I know you'll write it down. If you're not taking notes, that's cool. I get it. I'm not a note taker either. It's hard for me to pay attention to a sermon and take notes. But you're going to want to write this down, okay? So pull out your phone and write this down, okay? Nothing separates you from the love of God. Nothing separates you from the love of God. Okay, and, and I get that out of the scripture here that we're about to read. But that is such an amazing, profound statement that all of you have probably heard, but it, it may not have sunk into any of your hearts. The fact that nothing separates you from the love of God, that is an unbelievable statement. Okay, and so here I'm going to read Romans eight thirty one through 39 for us, okay? buckle up. It's kind of a lot, okay? What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and, it is, all, and it is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are made more than conquerors. In him who loved us. Guys, right here, Romans 8, 38 through 39. You guys are going to want to go get this tattooed on you after today, okay? Listen to this, okay? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I get an amen? Amen. Man, that is so stinking good. It doesn't get any better than that. It's in the Bible that nothing separates us from the love of God. 
That's awesome. But does it sink in? You might say, hey, Chris, thanks for, t- for saying that, man. That's awesome. Thanks for reading that scripture for us. That's awesome. And I do believe that he loves people the way that he says he loves people, but man, not me. Like, I'm, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not worthy enough for God's love. Like, that's, that's awesome that you say that. But I don't feel his love. I don't feel like nothing separates me from the love of God. Because to be real honest with you, I just feel separated from the love of God right now. And let me be the first to tell you, you're not alone. You're not alone. I've been there before. I've felt far from God's love before. I've felt separated from God's love before. And it's tough. It's really, really tough. Because we see all these other people having great things happen to them. We see our our friends having great things happen to them. But we're just over here like, nothing great's happening to me. I read my Bible. I pray sometimes. I go to church like at least 50% of the time but I just don't feel close to him. I wonder how many of us just don't feel worthy of God's love. We just feel like we're too broken. We feel like we're too dirty. And we say, man, Chris, it's great that you say that, but I, I'm, so, I'm so disobedient. Like, I'm really, really disobedient. Like, I know the way that God calls me to live. But I just don't do it. Like, I know that God calls me not to have sex before marriage. But I've had sex before marriage. I know that God calls me not to get drunk, not to do drugs. But you know where you'll find me on Saturday night? The bar. And it's just stained me. It's left me dirty. And you say, and on top of my disobedience, man, I put so many things above him. I make so many idols out of the things in my life. So many idols. I put so many things above him. I put my spouse above him. I put my job above him. I put my sport above him. I put my school above him. I put my own selfish ambitions above him. I put my sin above him. And it leaves me looking like this. Like I know I look like I'm okay on the outside, but I just don't feel the love of God on the inside. This is what I look like on the inside. Dirty. Stained. Messed up. I know that I should read my Bible, but I just don't. I would rather come home after a hard day's work and watch Netflix. And so that's what I do instead of pursuing God. And so how could God see me and all my disobedience, 
and all of the idols I make and say, yep, I love him, I love her. There's just, there's just no way. And then on top of that, we run away from him. We just run away from him. And it leaves us stained. Like every, every step I take further away from him, I feel more separated from his love. How could he love me? How could he love me who, who is disobedient, who, who puts everything in my life above him? If we're just being honest, he's way down here on my priority list, and, and I run away from him. You know what you do with, with things that look like this? You throw it away. And so why would God not throw me away? Because I know I look like I'm okay on the outside, but this is what I look like on the inside. And then a huge one, a huge one, is the fact that everybody's left me in my life. Everybody's hurt me in my life. Everybody who was supposed to love me, they don't. I've just gone through so much trauma in my life. Everybody I've let love me has let me down. And so why would God be any different? Why would God not let me down too? And it leaves me dirty. It leaves me scarred. It leaves me broken. It leaves me looking like this on the inside. Like, man, Chris, that's great that you say, that's great that you say that nothing can separate me from the love of God, but, but I've seen my parents get divorced. I've been taken advantage of, raped, I've been hurt too much in my life. I've been neglected all my life. I've been rejected all my life. And it leaves me looking like this. How could God love this? He doesn't. There's no way that I'm not separated from God's love. Like, Chris, man, you work at a church. Corey, man, you, you're, you're, the, you're the campus pastor of 48th Street. Man, man Josh, you're the student pastor here. Jo Andre, you, man, you're the fuse pastor here. I believe that he loves you guys because you guys live your life the way he says he, to, to live your life. You think we're better than you? No. The people who stand up here and preach are no better than you. At one point in our life, we've all looked like this too. This looks horrible, guys. We've all looked like this on the inside. And we've all put on a pretty face on the outside. That's just life. Man, Chris, that's great that you say that. But my parents have never loved me. If my parents have never loved me, how could God love me? 
if my parents have never told me that they're proud of me, how could God tell me that he's proud of me? If my parents didn't even say that they wanted me, why would God want me? It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't add up. It's a great story. It's a great scripture, but it's just not true. Not for me, at least. You want to wrap all these things up into one? You want to wrap your, your disobedience, your idols, your, your running away, and your trauma all up into one thing? You want to know the biggest thing that makes us think that we're separated from the love of God? This one's going to hurt. I got to get a big handful for this. It's you. We make ourselves look like this. We're the one who chooses sin over God. We're the one who looks at us in the mirror and says, You ain't good enough. You aren't worthy. You are far from God's love. There's no way. You look in the mirror and you say, There's no way. You look at yourself and you say, Chris, I know every bad thing I've ever done. Like, I know every bad thing I've ever done. And I know that God knows every bad thing I've ever done. And so, man, if he knows every bad thing I've ever done, it's bad. There's no way. If he knows that that one time I was in the bathroom and, and I tried to kill myself because I didn't even love myself, how does he look at me and say that he loves me? Great scripture. But it's just not true with me. But sometimes we got to learn how to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we need to look in the mirror and say, man, I know I've messed up. I know I've let God down. I know I've let myself down. But you got to forgive yourself. And when we know that Jesus loves us unconditionally, when we know that, that nothing separates us from the love of God, when we know that we've already been forgiven, and that we are unconditionally loved, when we accept that, when we receive that, we can then look in the mirror and say, I'm a child of God. I know I messed up. But because of Jesus, I've been redeemed. And I know that I'm going to continue to mess up. But I know that nothing is going to separate me from God's love. I know that there's no mess up too big that I could do that's going to separate me from God's love. And when we accept that, oh my goodness. Do you know the freedom that we live in? When we accept that, that nothing is going to separate us from God's love. It's unbelievable, church. It's absolutely unbelievable. And if you're sitting here and you say, I really struggle with disobedience. I got some encouragement for you. 
Romans 5.19 says, For just as though the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, the many will be made righteous. Through our disobedience, we are made sinners. But because of the obedience of Jesus on the cross, we are made righteous. If you say, man, I really struggle with making idols in my life. I got some encouragement for you. Jonah 2, 8 through 9 says, Those who cling to worthless idols turn from God's love. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. Salvation is coming. Salvation is coming. If you struggle with running away, Psalm 139, 7 through 10 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. There's no place that we can run from him. If we go to the furthest part of the sea, he's still there. It doesn't matter how far we run. He still has his hand over us, guiding us, protecting us. And all we have to do is turn around. If you say, man, I've just had so much trauma in my life, and I just can't. I just can't let him love me. I can't accept him as my Lord and Savior. Psalm 107, 13 through 16 says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of the darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. And Psalm 34, 18 through 19 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from all of them. It doesn't matter how many troubles we have. He delivers us from every single one of them. It doesn't matter how many chains we have that, were, that are shackling us up. He breaks every single one of them. And if you struggle with getting in your way, if you struggle with being your own worst enemy, if you struggle with being your worst critic, then Romans eight thirty eight through 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that separates you from the love of God. And that's my main point today, and that's my only point today. I really, it it, it really doesn't matter what you've been through. Because God, he loves you. He sees you as perfect. He sees you as flawless. And you know, Jesus came down to this earth. He lived a perfect life. And then he died on the cross. And he took this. He took what you, what you feel on the inside. 
and he washed it clean. He took your, your disobedience and the nail went in his left hand. And he died for it. He took the, the idols that you've put over him and the nail went in his right hand and he died for it. He took the, the fact that you run away from him. He took the trauma that you have. And the Roman soldier stuck the spear up his rib just to make sure that he died for it. And they put a crown of thorns on his head. And he died for you. Listen to me, if you can hear my voice right now, if you're in this room, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're listening to the podcast later in your car, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he saw somebody who looked like this and he died for it. And today, collective, when we accept that gift, when we accept the free gift that he's offering us of love and peace and joy and forgiveness, he takes these dirty rags off of us. And he throws it to the other side of the sea. The Bible says that he takes our sins and he casts them as far out as the east is from the west. And he clothes us with righteousness. And you know, you may look like that on the inside. But when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, this is how he sees us. Perfect. Flawless. Clean. Snow white. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. The fact that all we have to do is accept and receive the gift that he's offering to us. It's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. All you got to do is be obedient in baptism. Put him above everything else in your life. Stop running away from him. Turn towards him and start running to him. Give your trauma to him. Give your hurt to him because he died for it. He healed it. He washed it away. He made you brand new. And give him your life. And he washes you clean. And so tonight, collective, you got two options. You can walk out of here looking like this. Really beat up, nasty, dirty, but putting on a pretty face. Or you can walk out of here with an intimate personal relationship with Jesus. You can walk out of here knowing that nothing separates you from the love of God. Nothing separates you from the love of God. And today we're going to have two people on both sides of the stage. 
and they're going to be there for you to pray with you. They're going to be there to, to talk with you about what the next step in your relationship with God looks like. I'll be, I'll be sitting right over here. I would love to talk with you. I would love to pray with you. Corey would love to talk with you, love to pray with you. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't leave here today. Don't leave here today looking like that. Don't leave here today putting on a pretty face. I said that we're going to get vulnerable tonight. I said that we're going to get raw tonight. So let's do it. Don't make an excuse to why you shouldn't leave here with an intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't leave here today without being obedient to him. Don't leave here today without surrendering your life to him. Man, I, I, I can't stress it enough. Because I want it to sink in. I want it to sink in. When we give our lives to Jesus, he makes us brand new. Brand new. And when he looks at us, he sees us as perfect. Us, we suck. We do. But for some reason, God, the dude who created everything, loves us. Doesn't get any better. Will you guys stand and pray with me? Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for loving us, no matter what. Thank you so much for, for nothing, for not letting anything get in between us and your love. Thank you so much for, for sending your son Jesus down to this earth to die on the cross, to bridge the gap that used to be between us so that we can walk across it and we can come into your loving arms and we can accept you. Lord, I pray that we move tonight. I pray that these steps are full tonight of people accepting you as their Lord and Savior. I pray that, that chains are broken on these steps today. I pray that when we come up here, we don't, we don't pick our chains back up and we take them back to our seat with us, that we leave them here. I pray that we leave here knowing that no matter what, nothing separates us from your love. I pray that we leave here changed. I pray that we leave here with an intimate personal relationship with you. That we leave here pursuing you each and every day for the rest of our life. Because we owe you our life, Jesus. Because you already gave us yours. You already paid the price that we owed. For the wages of sin is death. But you took that death. And you paid it. I pray that we accept you today, Jesus. I pray that you move in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, we love you so much. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.